Section 6 of The Penny Catechism, A Catechism of Christian Doctrine. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by David S. Oderberg, Tidmarsh, England. The Penny Catechism, A Catechism of Christian Doctrine, by the Catholic Truth Society. Chapter 6, Part 2. 4. 281. What is the sacrament of penance? Penance is a sacrament whereby the sins, whether mortal or venial, which we have committed after baptism, are forgiven. 282. Does the sacrament of penance increase the grace of God in the soul? The sacrament of penance increases the grace of God in the soul, besides forgiving sin. We should, therefore, often go to confession. 283. When did our Lord institute the sacrament of penance? Our Lord instituted the sacrament of penance when he breathed on his apostles and gave them power to forgive sins, saying, Whose sins you shall forgive, they are forgiven. John 20, 23. 284. How does the priest forgive sins? The priest forgives sins by the power of God when he pronounces the words of absolution. 285. What are the words of absolution? The words of absolution are, I absolve thee from thy sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. 286. Are any conditions of forgiveness required on the part of the penitent? Three conditions for forgiveness are required on the part of the penitent. Contrition, confession, and satisfaction. 287. What is contrition? Contrition is a hearty sorrow for our sins, because by them we have offended so good a God, together with a firm purpose of amendment. 288. What is a firm purpose of amendment? A firm purpose of amendment is a resolution to avoid, by the grace of God, not only sin, but also the dangerous occasions of sin. 289. How may we obtain a hearty sorrow for our sins? We may obtain a hearty sorrow for our sins by earnestly praying for it, and by making use of such considerations as may lead us to it. 290. What consideration concerning God will lead us to sorrow for our sins? This consideration concerning God will lead us to sorrow for our sins, that by our sins we have offended God, who is infinitely good in himself and infinitely good to us. 291. What consideration concerning our Saviour will lead us to sorrow for our sins? This consideration concerning our Saviour will lead us to sorrow for our sins, that our Saviour died for our sins, and that those who sin grievously crucify again to themselves the Son of God, making him a mockery. Hebrews 6, 8. 292. Is sorrow for our sins, because by them we have lost heaven and deserved hell, sufficient when we go to confession? Sorrow for our sins, because by them we have lost heaven and deserved hell, is sufficient when we go to confession. 293. What is a perfect contrition? Perfect contrition is sorrow for sin arising purely from the love of God. 294. What special value has perfect contrition? 
Perfect contrition has this special value, that by it our sins are forgiven immediately, even before we confess them. But nevertheless, if they are mortal, we are strictly bound to confess them afterwards. 295. What is confession? Confession is to accuse ourselves of our sins to a priest approved by the bishop. 296. What if a person willfully conceal a mortal sin in confession? If a person willfully conceal a mortal sin in confession, he is guilty of a great sacrilege by telling a lie to the Holy Ghost in making a bad confession. 297. How many things have we to do in order to prepare for confession? We have four things to do in order to prepare for confession. First, we must heartily pray for grace to make a good confession. Secondly, we must carefully examine our conscience. Thirdly, we must take time and care to make a good act of contrition. And fourthly, we must resolve by the help of God to renounce our sins and to begin a new life for the future. 298. What is satisfaction? Satisfaction is doing the penance given us by the priest. 299. Does the penance given by the priest always make full satisfaction for our sins? The penance given by the priest does not always make full satisfaction for our sins. We should therefore add to it other good works and penances, and try to gain indulgences. 300. What is an indulgence? An indulgence is a remission granted by the Church of the temporal punishment which often remains due to sin after its guilt has been forgiven. 5. 301. What is the sacrament of extreme unction? The sacrament of extreme unction is the anointing of the sick with holy oil, accompanied with prayer. 302. When is extreme unction given? Extreme unction is given when we are in danger of death by sickness. 303. What are the effects of the sacrament of extreme unction? The effects of the sacrament of extreme unction are to comfort and strengthen the soul, to remit sin, and even to restore health when God sees it to be expedient. 304. What authority is there in Scripture for the sacrament of extreme unction? The authority in Scripture for the sacrament of extreme unction is in the fifth chapter of St. James, where it is said, Is anyone sick among you? Let him bring in the priests of the church, and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick man, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he be in sins, they shall be forgiven him. James 5, 14 and 15. 6. 305. What is the sacrament of holy order? Holy order is the sacrament by which bishops, priests, and other ministers of the church are ordained, and receive power and grace to perform their sacred duties. 7. 306. What is the sacrament of matrimony? Matrimony is the sacrament which sanctifies the contract of a Christian marriage, and gives a special grace to those who receive it worthily. 307. What special grace does the sacrament of matrimony give to those who receive it worthily? The sacrament of matrimony gives to those who receive it worthily a special grace to enable them to bear the difficulties of their state, 
to love and be faithful to one another, and to bring up their children in the fear of God. 308. Is it a sacrilege to contract marriage in mortal sin, or in disobedience to the laws of the church? It is a sacrilege to contract marriage in mortal sin, or in disobedience to the laws of the church, and, instead of a blessing, the guilty parties draw down upon themselves the anger of God. Note 1. For the marriage of a Catholic to be valid, there must be present 1. Either the bishop or the parish priest, or another priest duly delegated, and 2. Two witnesses. 309. What is a mixed marriage? A mixed marriage is a marriage between a Catholic and one who, though baptised, does not profess the Catholic faith. 310. Has the Church always forbidden mixed marriages? The Church has always forbidden mixed marriages and considered them unlawful and pernicious. 311. Does the Church sometimes permit mixed marriages? The Church sometimes permits mixed marriages by granting a dispensation, for very grave reasons, and under special conditions. 312. Can any human power dissolve the bond of marriage? No human power can dissolve the bond of marriage, because Christ has said, What God hath joined together, let no man put asunder. Matthew 19, 6. Chapter 7 of Virtues and Vices. 313. Which are the theological virtues? The theological virtues are faith, hope, and charity. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. 314. Why are they called theological virtues? They are called theological virtues because they relate immediately to God. 315. What are the chief mysteries of faith which every Christian is bound to know? The chief mysteries of faith which every Christian is bound to know are the unity and trinity of God, who will render to every man according to his works, and the incarnation, death, and resurrection of our Saviour. 316. Which are the cardinal virtues? The cardinal virtues are prudence, justice, fortitude, and temperance. Wisdom 8, 7. 317. Why are they called cardinal virtues? They are called cardinal virtues because they are, as it were, the hinges on which all other moral virtues turn. 318. Which are the seven gifts of the Holy Ghost? The seven gifts of the Holy Ghost are wisdom, understanding, counsel, fortitude, knowledge, piety, the fear of the Lord. Isaiah 11, 2 and 3. 319. Which are the twelve fruits of the Holy Ghost? The twelve fruits of the Holy Ghost are charity, joy, peace, patience, benignity, goodness, longanimity, mildness, faith, modesty, continency, and chastity. Galatians 5.22 320. Which are the two great precepts of charity? 
The two great precepts of charity are, one, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with thy whole heart, and with thy whole soul, and with thy whole mind, and with thy whole strength. Two, thou shalt love thy neighbour as thyself. Mark 12, 30, 31. 321. Which are the seven corporal works of mercy? The seven corporal works of mercy are to feed the hungry, to give drink to the thirsty, to clothe the naked, to harbour the harbourless, to visit the sick, to visit the imprisoned, to bury the dead. Matthew 25, 35 and 36 and Tobias 12, 12. 322. Which are the seven spiritual works of mercy? The seven spiritual works of mercy are to convert the sinner, to instruct the ignorant, to counsel the doubtful, to comfort the sorrowful, to bear wrongs patiently, to forgive injuries, to pray for the living and the dead. 323. Which are the eight Beatitudes? The eight Beatitudes are 1. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. 2. Blessed are the meek, for they shall possess the land. 3. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. 4. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after justice, for they shall have their fill. 5. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain a mercy. 6. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they shall see God. 7. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. 8. Blessed are they that suffer persecution for justice's sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 5, 3-10. 324. Which are the seven capital sins or vices and their contrary virtues? The seven capital sins or vices and their contrary virtues are 1. Pride, contrary virtue, humility. 2. Covetousness, contrary virtue, liberality. 3. Lust, contrary virtue, chastity. 4. Anger, contrary virtue, meekness. 5. Gluttony, contrary virtue, temperance. 6. Envy, contrary virtue, brotherly love. 7. Sloth, contrary virtue, diligence. 325. Why are they called capital sins? They are called capital sins because they are the sources from which all other sins take their rise. 326. Which are the six sins against the Holy Ghost? The six sins against the Holy Ghost are 1. Presumption 2. Despair 3. Resisting the known truth 4. Envy of another's spiritual good 5. Obstinacy in sin 6. Final Impenitence 327. Which are the four sins crying to heaven for vengeance? The four sins crying to heaven for vengeance are 
1. Willful murder, Genesis 4. 2. The sin of Sodom, Genesis 18. 3. Oppression of the poor, Exodus 2. 4. Defrauding labourers of their wages, James 5. 328. When are we answerable for the sins of others? We are answerable for the sins of others whenever we either cause them or share in them through our own fault. 329. In how many ways may we either cause or share the guilt of another's sin? We may either cause or share the guilt of another's sin in nine ways. 1. By counsel. 2. By command. 3. By consent. 4. By provocation. 5. By praise or flattery. 6. By concealment. 7. By being a partner in the sin. 8. By silence. 9. By defending the ill done. 330. Which are the three eminent good works? The three eminent good works are prayer, fasting, and alms deeds. 331. Which are the evangelical counsels? The evangelical counsels are voluntary poverty, perpetual chastity, and entire obedience. 332. What are the four last things to be ever remembered? The four last things to be ever remembered are death, judgment, hell, and heaven. Ecclesiasticus 7 End of section 6 Recording by David S. Oderberg, Tidmarsh, England